We're coming in hot with inspiring guests, witty banter, and colorful commentary for today's veterans and military community. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Welcome back once again to the still awesome Tango Alpha Lima experience. We are not only your hosts, we're your guides through the awesomeness that is Tango Alpha Lima. I'm Jeff Daly here in Los Angeles, where it is sweaty weather. And you, Ashley? Sweater weather. Sweater? Sweater weather. Sorry. Oh, there you go. I'm doing that Invisalign. Sometimes I get a little bit of a, a sexy and, slur. I can't help it, you know. So where are you that it's sweater weather? <laughs> I'm in the District of Maryland, Virginia area. So DMV, DC for, for, for all the folks out there. And for those of you in a lot of states where DMV is a scary, scary place, uh, <laughs> where you wait in line for five hours to be told you don't have the right paperwork, get back at the end of the line. Uh, it's not that DMV. It's the... Uh, general district of maryland and virginia all right i want to i i -hmm. just want to get into this today this is so many things stuff so i read a i read a comment in my head because nobody actually sent it that it wanted us to really get to the beef of the situation now we don't have we don't have the answers to that but another large land mammal is in the news Ashley, do you have that story? <laughs> All about the beef. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. You're so lovely. All right. But this story is all about bison. All right. So this is a really, really cool story. Wait, so, can I interrupt you for one check, second? Sure. This will probably be, and hold me to this, uh, Super Producer Ali. The only time that I pull a story from all about bison.com. I don't think that's ever going to happen again. I just don't think it's going to happen again. Please, Ashley, I apologize. I had to get that out there. All about bison. Well, I'm really happy you were able to curate some things. <laughs> Look at you. Okay. All right. So, Jeff, you're going to enjoy this thoroughly, as many of our office shall. So, the Marine Corps base Camp Pendleton oh, wow. was given. 14 Plains bison from San Diego Zoo from 1973 to 1979. I know you're thinking alphas. Okay. But today the bison herd consists of approximately 90 individual bison. Along with another herd in Santa Catalina Island, the herd on Camp Peddleton is one of the only two wild conservation herds of bison in all of California. Now, while the main herd consistently holds around 40 to 50 (laughs) bison, there are multiple bachelor herds. That's right. Just for you, Jeff, bachelor herds scattered throughout the base. They roam between the Delta and Charlie training areas and Zulu impact area in Case Springs. The Camp Pendleton Game Warden's Office monitors the bison population on base, keeping track of their genetic diversity, overall health, total population. They're expecting about 15 to 20 calves to be born in April 20, you know, such and such, right? So uniquely enough, bison can grow up to six feet tall, weigh over 2,000 pounds. While it may seem that their massive size would slow them down, they're actually incredibly, incredibly agile for their size. And they're able to run up to 35 miles per hour. So the game warden advises base patrons to maintain a distance of 100 feet while observing them. So there's essentially a bison management plan in place, and they follow it extensively, says Mike Tucker, the chief game warden for MCB at Camp Pendleton. We give them their space, and they live naturally and only intervene in certain situations. So the game wardens of Camp Pendleton focus on protecting the environment while prioritizing Marines' uh, capability to effectively train. So bison and Marines coexist together in this beautiful ecosystem. I love this, right? And for about, so about 50 years ago, right? San Diego Zoo entrusted Camp Pendleton to care for this herd, and they've been doing that exact thing. 
<laughs> they've done a really great job, both maintaining the environmental security of the different species, but also continuing as long as they can call the base their home. So how about that? I just, I didn't I know couple, that. Before we get deep into this, I got a couple of things to point out. I, I find this article offensive. Oh, and boy. No, sir. Go on. Bachelors. How do they know they don't identify uh, as LGBTQ bison and they're, they might be, they might be, they might be life partnered with their other male bison. I just buy sin. I just point that out right there. So I just I made think- a bisexual joke. I'm actually really proud of you <laughs> as a bisexual woman. I'm actually really, I'm really interested right now. You are, well, this is about things. The, the, but you're not. 2000 pounds and can run 35 miles an hour so the camera which is I lose also pounds very, on the camera that's know, also very scary effect. by the way very <laughs> scary that a 2000 pound animal could run 35 miles an hour i'm going to stay quite uh, a bit further than 150 feet i'm probably going to fly a drone over them and observe them that way but i i do think that this is a this is a great kind of pairing because there's a lot of space at Camp Pendleton, like a lot of space that's unused. And uh, to have this as part of their mission really kind of broadens their impact on the the community. And just like every large organization, community relations is important and they are protecting a species, which this article doesn't go into it because it's all about bison.com. Uh, if you want to advertise on Tango Alpha Contact super producer Holly. So if it, we don't tell the story about this, doesn't tell the story about how um, the the population of bison were really brought down because of the war with the Native Americans. Uh, the, the in early American history, uh, it was thought that if you get rid of their food source, the skins also helped with their clothing and shelter. Um, if you got rid of all that, the Native Americans would just go away. So a lot of animals were slaughtered for that. And I think it's I, I think it was a duty really of the government to to bring this uh, this animal back from um, endangered and it's not endangered right now, but this is people trying to put it on endangered list back on the endangered list, but to bring them bring the population back because it is a population that was here before a lot of before settlers showed up. There were people here, but before the settlers showed up. And yeah, America give them back, give them back some of what they took away. Thank you, Ranger Daily. Yeah. For your for your passion about bisons. Hey, I was I went to a website called All About Bison. What do you expect? You learned All right. today. <laughs> we we have a guest today who is not 2,000 pounds, and I'm pretty sure she can't run 35 miles an hour, but impressive nonetheless. And as a Marine, I would I would protect her existence as well. Today, we'll be joined by U.S. Coast Guard veteran Ashley Leppert. Ashley flew hundreds of rescue missions during her active duty service, saving many lives. She was recognized by President Trump during the 2018 State of the Union Address, for the rescue work she and her crew performed during Hurricane Harvey. And she shares that experience and more in her memoir, The Hurricane Within. We're going to be back to talk with Ashley to ease right after the break. If you were stationed at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987, you and your family may be victims of toxic water poisoning, cancers, birth defects, deadly illnesses, have all been linked to the contaminated water. With passage of the PACT Act, the government is ready to be held accountable. You could be awarded financial compensation for your suffering, but you must act now. Get your free case review. Call True Law at 833-686-4242. That's 833-686-4242. Or visit justicecamplejeune.com slash T-A-L. Raising money for your American Legion programs has never been so easy. Terry Lynn Fundraising offers customized fundraising programs, dedicated support, 
discounts and incentives, and premium products for your members to sell. We're talking delicious nuts, confections, and snack mixes that will keep your supporters coming back for more. You can see how simple and effective Terry Lynn can be to use for your next fundraiser when you request a free tasting sample at terrylynn.com al. Check it out and get ready to have the most successful fundraiser yet. Visit terrylynn.com al. And we are back. We are in it here, the Tango Alpha Lima experience. We have author, inspirational speaker, and U.S. Coast Guard, Ashley Leppert. Ashley, welcome to the experience of Tango Alpha Lima. How are you today? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get confused with you both here. Um, I'm going to call Ashley Marie, Ashley Marie, and I'm going to call... Ashley Leppert, Ashley. So if I say Ashley, Ashley Marie, don't don't look at me. I'm not talking to you. Um, <laughs> all right, and I'm gonna keep it simple for our guests because she's the VIP, and we're just here. Okay, uh, how this works? I'm Jeff. By the way, nice to meet you. You see, uh, your namesake spelled differently. Uh, she gets the first question always. I've been fighting for that in contract negotiations to ask the first question, but I've been losing. So Ashley Marie, you get the first question. Boom. I'm a Chris Voss negotiations champ, so I'm always winning. So yeah. Ashley, welcome to the show. I want to kick things off and I want to talk about your journey through the U.S. Coast Guard. Uh, you've done a lot of amazing things. I want all of our alphas to hear about your epic saga and journey in the U.S. Coast Guard. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks, Ashley, for having me on. I already know I like you. I mean, your name says it all, so you're, yeah. you're kind of a big deal. I'll start with that. So <laughs> I have sort of a long story. I don't know where you'd like me to begin, but I can, um, I'll just give you a cliff notes, and if there's something that you want to expand on, feel free to ask me. But um, basically, I had a love for serving my country and the love of water. I was on the high school swim team. Um, so I think collectively all those different dynamics really led me to wanting to join the Coast Guard. And I joined in 2005, uh, went to boot camp, was stationed all over like Puerto Rico, North Carolina, Maryland, um, and uh, finally ended my career out of Air Station New Orleans, which is where I had some of the intense uh, hurricane rescues in Hurricane Harvey, um, which sort of culminated um, I guess a little bit of me wanting to share my story through my book, The Hurricane Within. Um, so I kind of had a crazy career, but just wanted to break every boundary that was uh, placed before me and really just try to serve my country uh, the best that I could. Well, that's fabulous. I would love to learn a little bit more of, as we kind of dip into the inspiration for your book. So towards the end of your career, you know, I would love to dive a little bit more into that Sure. Yeah. So um, I'll explain, expand a little bit on my actual job title. So I was an avionics electrical technician, which is a mouthful, Ooh. but uh, basically what that's deduced down to is I was in charge of maintaining um, all of the navigations equipments, uh, the cum communications, um, basically any type of electronic uh basically that was uh, meant to keep the helicopter flying. Um, the second part of that is I was also on the rescue flight crew. So when there was a mission that we were sent out to do, um, I would be a part of a four person crew, flight mech, rescue swimmer, and then your pilot co-pilot to go out and do various missions depending on the call of course. And Hurricane Harvey was one of the biggest calls that I've gotten in my life to go out um, and save people from that devastation. So that was, um, quite impactful in my personal and professional life. Oh, so you're, you're out there saving people. Uh, and you have a job title. I'm more likely to remember the description. I'm, I'm just a Marine. We don't, that, that's a lot of syllables that you use there. Uh, and I can't keep up. So you, you had this awesome career. You're, and she's being a little humble, Ashley Marie. She's not She's not talking about the 16 medals and awards throughout her career, including uh, the prestigious Air Medal and two achievement medals. Why are you being so humble? Well, I mean, I think that you can agree, my fellow uh, military 
person here that we just go to work to do our job and like the medals and awards. I mean, yes, they're cool and I'm proud of them and all, but um, I don't think anybody truly goes out and does a mission hoping for an award. They just really want to impact people's lives. So um, I just try to stay humble. And I think, um, you know, that's a big part of who I am is not making it about me because I didn't go out and do any of these missions by myself. Um, and I didn't do anything on my own. It's always a team effort. So the awards are great, uh, but I'm just thankful that there are people alive on this earth today for um, our work. I think that's truly the better, the better award is knowing that people are alive and safe. Wow. I think we're done here. We've gotten our lesson. <laughs> Mic <Mike> drop. <laughs> we're all going to be better people now for just knowing you, uh, Ashley Double E. I was going to call you Ashley Two E's. No, Ashley E. Anyway, I'll figure it out by the end of the show how to differentiate <laughs> differentiate you two. So you what you had this career, and then uh, it ended in a way that you didn't plan or or want. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So uh, it was sort of was kind of a culmination of a few different variables, but prim primarily I had been dealing with some underlying health um, concerns that I didn't quite know what was going on with me. And when I got back from the hurricane, I think just the, it truly was, the, I guess, the straw that broke the camel's back for me. I was um, overwhelmed, obviously, as you can imagine, in that sort of high stress environment. And I think it exasperated some of my health concerns. And so I immediately went to the flight dock and, um, I told him everything that I was feeling and I was grounded from flying and I was sent to all these doctors to try to figure it out. But long story short there, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition called myasthenia gravis, um, as well as post-traumatic stress disorder. So, uh, those two things combined, um, sort of ended my career early, but, uh, in that moment, of course I was upset. I loved what I did and I wanted to continue doing my full 20 but you know, God is great. And he put me on another path, which I've been so blessed to experience. So just trying to make the best of what hand is dealt to me. Well, I was going to, I was going to ask about your book, but I'm not the reader. Um, I'm going to leave that one to Ashley. I am, I am the in-house uh, librarian, uh, the bookkeeper. I am the reader of things, all the things. And I would love to hear more about your memoir, Ashley. And the inspiration obviously behind that, the hurricane within, um, I, I want to know, tell me your story. Yeah, of course. Thanks for asking. And I'm like you, Ashley, I love reading books. And to be honest with you, I'm not a writer. I had so much help with formulating my story that I cannot take full credit for doing it by myself. Um, but I also being that I loved writing, excuse me, being that I loved reading books, I knew kind of what it took to keep a good, interesting story going. So the honestly, the the reason I shared my story is because throughout my whole life, I had dealt with a lot of different traumatic instances that I had never dealt with. I'm sure you guys can all relate. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners are probably shaking their head like, yeah, me too. Um, but we all deal with trauma and um, not dealing with it, unfortunately, has its consequences. And I dealt with that the hard way. And so I really wanted to open up my entire life story, not just make it about the hurricane rescues, but I really wanted to share with everybody the good, bad, and the ugly that I had gone through in my life. And just to be vulnerable and show people that they are not alone in their struggles. And most importantly, to talk about my faith. Um, I, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus Christ and what he's done in my life. And that is very important for me to share because I don't believe that I would be here with you guys today um, if it weren't for my faith. And so I think all of those reasons collectively just gave me the courage. And uh, I often joke with people that this is probably the bravest thing that I did, not flying in the hurricane, but sharing my whole life for the, the world to read was probably the scariest and bravest thing that I ever done. But if just one person is inspired or finds healing or finds their faith, then it is all worth my personal, um, I guess, scared feelings. Wow. And if you're not watching on YouTube, you, you're not seeing the book cover behind her. She's also an excellent set decorator. I'd just <laughs> like to throw that out there. Uh, great job on that, Ashley. Thank you. Uh, so 
you could also name your second memoir instead of the hurricane within the humility within because you continue to do wonderful things and yet you still defer to the team which i i actually love and that's part of the it's part of the leadership model i follow follow is not all about me um it's it's about everybody else and hopefully i just help create an environment for other people to excel but um uh, so this this hurricane story it's i i see words here uh one of your themes in your uh inspirational speaking is thriving versus surviving i actually know what those words mean um, <laughs> unlike your job title in the coast card i'm gonna have to google that later but uh can you e explain your interpretation and what you communicate to people when you talk about thriving versus surviving sure jeff so um like I said earlier, I think we can all agree with that underlying um, trauma, no matter what the traumatic experience is, we all deal with it. If you're a human being, you've dealt with some sort of trauma. And um, for most of my life, I was just surviving. I was just getting through the day. I was just going to work, doing my job and not really trying to um, heal or become a whole human being myself uh, and dealing with some, some traumatic experiences. So when I talk about thriving, I realized once that I was able to actually process my pain and look past all the hurtful things. I mean, I lost my mom. I lost my dad. I was a, um, a part of a sexual assault and, um, you know, I had my struggles with drinking. I mean, there's a lot of different things that I went through in my life that I was just sort of waking up and getting through and being numb to all the emotions that come along with that. And, you know, when I got back from the hurricane and I was dealing with these symptoms, I sort of just had, um, I guess, if you will, a um, kind of cry out to God moment where I was like, you know what, I'm sick of this. I've been doing it my way, my whole life, God, I really want to surrender to you. I need help. I just said this prayer and it truly was a groundbreaking moment for me where I knew that from that moment on, I was never going to be the same, that I was going to not go out and just survive through life, but thrive and enjoy this beautiful life that God had given me. And um, it really is important for me to share that because uh, I think a lot of a lot of the world today is under this stigma of we just have to keep everything inside and be strong, especially in the military and first responder role. I mean, we're so quick to help other people, yet we are struggling sometimes to help ourselves. And I just want to break that boundary. And, you know, if we could all just collectively talk about our traumatic experiences together and heal with one another and learn with one another. I mean, what a beautiful, inspiring, empowering world that would be. That's what I think anyway. <laughs> wow. Again, we can all go home now and we're better off <laughs> from having you on the show. Uh, I, I, just before I throw it back to Ashley, I've always said that every human being has gone through trauma because if we, if we had better memories, I would say childbirth was probably the biggest trauma. I mean, you were in the most luxurious home that you'll ever have. You were fed, the temperature was perfect, uh, you were protected. And then you're shoved into this world. And I, I do believe that process probably would be traumatic if we we had great memories. That's all I'm saying. So we do all have trauma. Ashley. Jeff, you're such a, a fascinating individual. Just <laughs> talk about trauma, ladies and gentlemen, and this man's all the way back his time in the womb. The original over, trauma. Over here, like the original, <laughs> the original trauma. Um, no, Ashley, I... I commend you. I, I think it's, it's incredibly inspirational and, you know, thriving versus surviving is real. It really is. Uh, I think there's a lot of power through healing through words and through self-affirmation, a lot of self-acceptance and being able to give yourself grace, especially when times are hard. I think as military folks, we all have, we're all conditioned to be uh, resilient and there is a point that all of us break, right? And, um, the young lady that I know she commonly refers to as her rock bottom was a trampoline. And I believe that wholeheartedly. I think it's all about your perspective and your mindset and how you view your traumas, right? We've, we focus a lot on post-traumatic 
uh, post-traumatic stress disorder or post-traumatic stress. Um, but we don't focus a lot on the post-traumatic growth and the things that can come from those opportunities when we sit with ourselves and our emotions and the things that we've been told externally to just hold in place, right? We can only compartmentalize so much. And I think it's incredibly motivating that you're able to be vulnerable, right? I think that is in itself a superpower. So I, I thank you. And, uh, I, I think you're absolutely lovely. So this is oh, always so nice that. to have like-minded, <laughs> like-minded folks on the show who are just crushing it. Like I'm going to, I can, I will you. watch me. I'm going to, I can, I will watch me kind of gal. And you know, your, your zest for life and your faith through, you know, Jesus Christ and all of the things that have come to pass, right. It's, it's serendipity in many ways. Like we don't, we don't ask for these things to happen. They happen. And as we survive, we then realize that we can thrive. So um, it's more of a summary and in, in general statements, but maybe just be remiss if I didn't say it. Well, thank you. I definitely appreciate um, all your words of encouragement and uh, it truly does validate what I'm doing now. I, <laughs> you asked me a few years ago if I'd be ever, you know, public speaking or sharing my story in a book, that would be uh, a very big no. I was very comfortable being by myself in a helicopter fixing things. And now I'm sort of thrust into a whole different uh, career field, but it's such a blessing. Every single day, I feel blessed and honored just to be able to share my story and, and have it impact people. It really is um, humbling to say the least. Yes, there it is. So I'm, 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 I'm thinking, I'm thinking here, and this is always dangerous. You, I don't even know what's going to happen next. Now, you did say at the beginning of the show that, or before you got on the show, that you're an open book and we can ask you anything. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take you up on that in a second. But first, I, you do the, you do the public speaking, and um, what, what are the audiences that you speak to, and, and what are your? I see the words that I'm supposed to ask are supposed to talk about your inspirations and aspirations to inspire each other. That is a lot of S's and syllables. But um, what, does that inspire, does that aspire to inspire you to say anything? That, that little, that phrase there? Uh, yes, yes, it, it, it inspires a lot inside me, but I will say this. Um, you know, I wake up every single day and whether it's on social media or on the news or talking to people in my community, uh, this world needs inspiration now more than ever, I believe, in life. And there's too many people that are hurting and too many people that feel lost, especially in our veteran and first responder communities. And I want to die one day knowing that I tried everything I absolutely could to help those because I was once that person who was hurting. I was once that person who was lost and I would be, I would feel remiss if I did not uh, at least attempt every single day to try to bring hope and inspiration and faith into the lives of those who I truly do feel need it more than ever. And again. You are the walking soundbite, and um, and the 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 cool thing about it is, it's it all seems sincere. I, I mean, I'm not. I, it's all sincere, and um, uh, it talks to uh, universality of humanity. That's a T-shirt, Ashley Marie. The universality of humanity. Uh, With Jeff's face on it, nonetheless. Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> hashtag. That's a long hashtag. <laughs> um, it's a lot more syllables than I'm used to as well. So you, you told us before the, before the show, you proved that you will answer any question. And I asked her what she had for breakfast. And I believe the answer it was a stuffed jalapeno. Yeah. So my husband grilled up these awesome stuffed jalapeno poppers wrapped in bacon. They were delicious. There was two left over. They looked so sad and needing to be eaten this morning. So, you know, did them a favor and devoured them with my vitamins and I'm feeling uh, a-okay. <laughs> I mean, if we've, that's a vibe, that's a vibe, ladies and gentlemen, if that's, we've learned, jalapeno if we've poppers. learned seven things today, which we have from you, the eighth thing is Jalapeno Poppers is now the new breakfast of champions. 
I and <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give all the credit to you when you're here. I'm gonna take credit for it when you're not here because I'm. I'm hey, I appreciate that. your honesty. That's awesome. You yeah, can yeah. have it. Maybe just do another hashtag like. Uh, the one up from eggs and bacon or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, jalapenos and bacon. I mean, that's just, mm -hmm. that's taking everything that's delicious. You could have shoved some It makes garlic. me want a burrito. It makes me want like a burrito with like salsa and chorizo. See, now I'm hungry. Now, now, now we're on a whole nother thing right now. See where, <laughs> see where we take you, Ashley? We take you and you we distract Mom, I'm you. here for the journey. I'm here. I'm here for the vibes. I'm here for motivation. I'm here for jalapeno poppers. Well, we, hear, the book. We, we distract you with, we distract you with things. And, um, but then we want to come back and go, boom, where can we find you? Where can we learn about you? And where can we get more of this? You. So, all right. So I have a website. It is ashleyleppert.com. Um, that is where you can inquire about different speaking engagements or order an autographed copy of a book. Um, also, if you're into the audibles or the ebook, I don't blame you. I kind of dig them myself. So if you go to Amazon and search the hurricane within, there's a bunch of different options for um, my book there. And I also have a Facebook page called the hurricane within. I usually post uh, a lot of my local events or different, uh, just inspiring messages and some pictures from my flying career. So those are the ways that you can reach out to me. And I really appreciate you guys uh, giving me an opportunity to share that. Well, awesome. If you're, if you're ever in LA, um, my post has, let's see, two Coast Guard veterans in a post of 1300. I would, I'm sure they would, I'm sure they would love to, to meet you and, and hear your inspiration. Our department commander actually is a Coastie and I call him the department commander of shallow water rescue. And <laughs> he tells me to shut up and eat a crayon. That's what, that's, that's the love. That is the love. I love it. <laughs> I just say I'm here for you. I'm an army gal. I'm here for all of you. Just let me know. Let me know when you need me. Water people are talking. Sorry, I'm by land. <laughs> You're going to need me eventually. Hey, when the Marines give me a hard time, I just mentioned Guadalcanal of 1943 and I throw out a little fun fact for them. And they remember the Coast Guard bailed them out that one time. So, you know. <laughs> I love the exception that proves the rule that the Marine Corps is superior. Mm. Uh, if you can point out something in 1943 where somebody bailed out the Marines, I'm going to say most of the time we do pretty well. I mean, Touche. You got to eat those. You need jalapeno poppers and crayons and then things will happen. So I love the look of the book. I love the words that have come out of your mouth. I, I understood 98% of them except that job title. And uh, that's, I'm going to get there though. I'm going to get there. So I want to encourage all the alphas to get on Amazon or her website, actually, so you can get an autographed copy, because uh, I'm sure even the signature is inspirational. And then uh, you can get the Audible as well and share this episode with people because we talk about a lot of things, but if you're not inspired and you're not, and you're not striving, or not striving, thriving, then what are you even doing? You're just surviving. To me, surviving is waiting to no longer exist. Thriving is enjoying that existence. So thank you again for being on the show. Ashley Marie is over there grinning, so I know she had a good time with you. Uh, Super producer Holly has a little, a little subtle smile. Little she's little she's not shaking her finger at us or anything like that. So apparently this went really, really well. Thank your husband for the... Uh, making the jalapeno poppers and having that come on the show and we're going to actually talk about you but you're not going to be here it's just going to be us and our alphas you can you can you can see it later but uh i think it's going to be all good what do you think ashley marie it's going to be just fine ashley don't he 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 run he talks a lot of hype it's just you know <laughs> all right actually yeah. so i know you have my back here girl. i got you i got you see that's that's what i'm here what are you talking about She's got your six, I got your 12, your nine, and your three. I'm Woo, this, is three right. this is my squad here. This is 360 coverage. Nobody's gonna get to you. 
uh, okay. <laughs> so we are going to do that. We're going to talk about you and, um, and get our takeaways from this. I don't know how we're going to narrow it down. So many things, or as Ashley says, all the things she says, all the things, and we're going to do all that with our alphas after this break. Honoring those who came before us. The American Legion pays perpetual respect for all past military sacrifices to ensure they are never forgotten by new generations. We are veterans strengthened in America. We are the American Legion. Okay, Ashley, once again, we have a guest that makes me feel insignificant. So uh, that's my takeaway right now. Um, I'm just amazed at the, the sheer perspective. I mean, the perspective of someone who has, you know, all the accomplishments that she has, and she, she can break that down into something that us normal mortal people can take and model, uh, our life after and staying humble the entire time, like the humility, it, if you could get a medal for being the most humble, which would kind of be counterintuitive, but if you could get a medal for being the most humble, I think she should, I think she should give it. She probably wouldn't give a speech, but because the humility thing, but uh, I I would nominate her for that. So um, you're on mute. Are we having a dog barking issue? So what I will say is that Ashley was very impressive. I enjoyed her concept of, you know, surviving versus thriving. I think that's an important distinction, especially in the military uh, community as well as first responders. And that all too often we find ourselves in a position where we're compartmentalizing so much so that, you know, unless we, you know, we leave a little pressure on the valve every once in a while, you know, combustion is inevitable. And I think she is in, example for all to follow and i really look forward to reading her book so very impressed and also jeff you said perspective like three times and i thought that was my bingo card word so i'm just throwing it out there for fair game fair trade and marketing you know just you know just watch yourself okay i think if you're new <laughs> if you weren't if you weren't around in the first season um <laughs> you have a great weekend ahead of you catching up and i recommend doing <laughs> But yes, please. Uh, we had these things. It was for bingo things because uh, there were things that recurred. And Ashley would talk about perspective. And what was the other thing? Standpoint. Yes, perspective and standpoint. From a eating your From vegetables standpoint, I'm really on high on my breakfast perspective. It's really changed that, and uh, I'm going to peel back the onion. But I'm not eating that until dinner. So, you know, I think it's adorable that I have turn of phrases that folks. No. Okay. I think it's great. Like these are, these are Ashleyisms, and I'm just going to embrace all of it. I have no shame. All right. We're now leaving the Ashley humility section and we're going to your favorite uh, part of the show. The. Rapid fire. All right. Our guest was from the Coast Guard. Unrelated. This story is from the Coast Guard. Also unrelated, uh, it happens in Alaska where super producer Holly did not take me on a dream story that she worked on there. And I'm still sad about that to this day. And I'm, I'm going to keep it together and read this. This is in Military Times. A U.S. Coast Guard ship on routine patrol in the Bering Sea came across a guided missile cruiser from China, officials said on Monday. But it turned out the cruiser wasn't alone as it sailed about 86 miles north of Alaska's Kiska Island. On, September, on September 19th, the Coast Guard cutter Kimba later discovered that there were two other Chinese naval ships and four Russian vessels, including a destroyer, all in single formation. The Honolulu-based Kimball, a 418-foot vessel, observed the ship's broke formation and dispersed. A C-130 Hercules provided air support for the Kimball from the Coast Guard station in Kodiak. While the formation has operated in accordance with international rules and norms, we will meet presence with presence to ensure there are no disruptions to U.S. interests in the maritime environment around Alaska, 
Rear Admiral Nathan Moore, 17th Coast Guard District Commander, said, I love hearing from the Coast Guard. We will meet presence with presence. And Russia and China are getting together like, you have siblings. I'm not touching you. They're like right here. I'm not Give touching me some you. red not, October vibes. And I'm not, but then I'm not touching you. Like they're going right up to the the line of we haven't crossed your line. We haven't crossed your line. Don't do any you can't do anything. Why are both Holly and Ashley sticking I don't know. in the camera? I don't know which way you are. <laughs> this is gonna post. I'm just so they're just poking, they're poking you, Alphas, right in the camera. <laughs> so is this another step towards disaster for the world? Well, it's an excellent question, Jeff. It's an excellent question. And I wish I was a national security, international relations masters, aficionado, aficionado, right? Like I, I'm limited in my knowledge of national security. Like just because I am a veteran, it does not default that I know everything. But, you know, when you've got folks that are, you know, just, just sitting there within proximity, just, you know, towing the line right on danger zone. Like mm, they're, they're trying to start some, some shiz. See it. I said shiz. Mm. I didn't say the other one. So it's, you don't have to be an international relations expert. That's why I gave everyone out there that sibling analogy. If they're up there two inches from your nose, even though they didn't touch you, they're trying to start some shiz. Am I right? <laughs> You're not incorrect, Jeff. And there, and it's like there, there's two of them, two big bullies coming over. How are you going to pick on the Coast Guard, by the way? Two big bullies over there, poking the poor Coast Guard. I don't know. This could be trouble. I'm, I'm, I'm watching. And rapid fire number two is going to scare you even more. Are you ready for rapid fire number two? Keep this one in context with rapid fire one. U.S. warns Putin of catastrophic consequences over nuclear weapons. This is in Reuters. This is not task and purpose for those of you who are offended whenever I use that link. Uh, Washington, September 25th. The United States would respond decisively to any Russian use of nuclear weapons against Ukraine, as has spelled out to Moscow uh, the catastrophic consequences it would face. U.S. National and Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said on Sunday, Sullivan's remarks represented the latest American warning following the thinly veiled nuclear threat made by Vladimir Putin last Wednesday in a speech in which uh, the Russian president also announces country's first wartime military mobilization since World War II. Military mobilization meaning he's making civilians fight. It's less than a draft. I don't think they go to boot camp. If Russia crosses this line, there will be catastrophic consequences for Russia. The United States will respond decisively, Sullivan told NBC's Meet the Press program. Sullivan did not describe the nature of the planned U.S. response in his comments on Sunday, but the said uh, but said the United States is privately uh, to Moscow spelled out in greater detail exactly what that would mean. Sullivan said, the United States has been in frequent direct contact with Russia, including the last few days, to discuss the situation in Ukraine and Putin's actions and threats. Um, I like that method. Again, another weird example. I played co-ed soccer in a league a few years ago, and there was a guy who clearly has not played since he got cut from his junior varsity soccer team. he was running around, shoulder checking people, knocked knocked one of the women on my team out, and not out, knocked her out of out of bounds and on onto the ground and stuff. And it was a pretty good hit. So instead of yelling at him, I just went over and whispered to him, "If you touch any one of the players on my team again, I will end you." And he never he never touched another player on my team again for the rest of the game. And I feel like the United States, instead of getting into the the on-camera, you know, uh, macho talking back and forth, which always escalates, 
because you have to escalate. Um, I think they whispered to him, you do something stupid, we're coming for you. That's what I think is going on. And uh, considering Russia can't handle a what would be a mid-sized state in the United States, I think they better listen. That's, but it also scares me because of the other thing that we just read. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Ash is speechless. You know, I have been following this for a while. Um, as someone who intimately uh, trained for Seaburn operations as a military police sergeant. Um, it is a terrifying thought to think of an exclusionary line anywhere in Ukraine, considering the way that the their their war right our war this war is being fought the fact that the idea of we're going to escalate and talk nuclear like that is not just immediate threat to ukrainians but every surrounding eu nation and for america and all of its allies it would be by far one of the dumbest things like you got to be you got to be so full yourself you got to be willing to press that button to completely destroy your own country economically in any sort of capacity of growth. Like this individual is putting his entire country, you know, at the, at the end, end all be all like they're, they're flipping a switch and they're not going to be able to go back from this. He's putting them in danger. What's that? He's putting them in danger. I'll just say it. he's putting putting them in danger oh yes. jeffrey oh it's actually very clever i'll give you that that's very clever but yeah he's he's putting his whole country <laughs> in danger and at some point i mean if anyone who's studied revolutions there there we are in the makings of something quite tremendous um and obviously given the censorship level of russia i would would not be it would not put it past me if this got to a point where civilians, their citizens, you know, revolted. I mean, if you got one person who, yeah, I, it's just, it's getting to that point. I mean, I'm speculating here and I've already previously said, I'm not someone who studies, you know, national security, international relations frequently enough to know all the intricacies, but this is dangerous. This is dangerous. This is millions of lives like lost and years of fallout we've learned from chernobyl right why on earth would we i just there's going to be a you're right it's toeing the line and they're they're poking the bear yep yep the russian so, bear is that what you is that what <laughs> super yeah. producer ali's miming the russian bear the russian bear there there oof yep I don't sure. I don't see things ending well um, if they aren't um, convinced to stand down. Uh, and by the way, if you are Russia claiming to be a superpower in this world and you have to resort to a nuclear weapon to beat Ukraine, I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about Ukraine, but they've never claimed to be a superpower. Russia's Russia acts like they are a superpower equal to, you know, the worldwide champion. Well, he's, you know, Putin has this vision of grandeur that he wants to restore the former empire. And that is just, that is just a, a wild thing to think about in the 21st century when you have the establishments of states who have, you know, or countries and stuff who have broken off and respectfully either, you know, joined, uh, the UN or whatever, wherever the case may be, right? Like it's it's absurd to think about the pieces, parts of territory. Because wouldn't parts of their territory, and I could be mistaken here, don't parts of their territory would extend into China or Mongolia? And then I'm like, I don't know. I'm just saying, like if you're gonna, if you're just gonna go after like Ukraine, it just, well, I don't like, know. You know. I don't understand. I don't understand the logistics behind this. I, I think it's madness. Vlad, and, Vlad didn't say it himself, but. Uh, one of his minions hinted that the U.S. should give Alaska back. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. And That's it, our last frontier. I think the governor's. I think the, the governor said there words. Would, oh no. I'm I think, sorry. I think the governor said, "Come and get it," or words to that effect. That's a military thing. Whenever they wanted to bust you in the military, he told the general to kiss his behind, or words to that effect, which means he didn't say that at all. Uh, so that's 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 our rapid fire today. What about? Do you have a final shot or a, a shout out that you want to sneak in? You know, I don't have a particular shout out <gasps> today. I don't. Um, what? You can shout out me. I'm here for it. I shout at you often in text, <laughs> off there. Yes. All on caps. the phone. All, all caps, caps. All aggressive. All aggression. Yep. All kinds of aggression. All right. So can you do me a solid and take us out? Of course. So for all you alphas out there, do not for do not forget to subscribe to the Tango Waffle Emo podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you consume your podcast, please leave us a review and give us a big old five-star rating so that the world knows how much you love us. Oh, mm-hmm. and if you have a guest recommendation, we definitely want to hear from you. Go to legion.org backslash Tango Alpha Lima and click on the suggest a guest link all about it. Let's do all right. it. I'm going to give a shout out to a civilian alpha, my friend, uh, Jennifer Barker Kuskowski, which I know at least Holly met in New York and she's my friend that came and uh, had beers with us and CV. She discovered Spotify. It may have always been there, but I've never seen it. You can get, you can get, you can rate us five stars on Spotify now. It was always there. Have I just never seen it? Well, many of you may not have seen it. You can't do it on individual episodes, but the overall podcast, you can rate you can rate us five stars there as well. And obviously you can YouTube and iTunes and you can you can spread the alpha love far and wide. I can't understand what Holly's saying. Uh, by the time she's, by the time I'm done, maybe she'll type it in a chat. Um, she wants Alexa or something. Oh, now I'm going to set off my thing. Hold it. Uh, so we can, you can rate us everywhere. You can rate us everywhere. You should rate us everywhere and we would love her. Oh, you can ask her to play. You can ask her to play this podcast on your echo. (laughs) Uh, Amazon, we are accepting uh, applications to sponsor the show. We just gave you Echo and Alexa for free, like your two-day shipping that I use often. So with that, I'm going to make a declaration that uh episode 129er is mission complete